Joining us now is Megan Kelly, who I imagine after last night's show needed some rest. It was as tense as usual, Megan. Uh, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Is your morning very busy at this time? You know what? This morning has actually been very quiet and delightful. Delightful? It has. I've just been looking forward to this appearance with you. Right. And you know what? The thing about radio is you don't even have to wear anything. You don't have to get ready for it. But did you, in fact, dress up for this appearance as if it was TV? Uh, I, you know, it's funny because I just had a team of people squeezing me into an evening gown. I didn't, you know, I didn't understand what the protocol was. So next time I'll know that. Thank you. A team of people squeezing you in. That's always interesting <laughs> to think. So listen, uh, Megan, you don't know this yet, or you might have, we might have just told you, but I was just handed the fact that uh, the, this news that Macy's has dropped Donald Trump's his, uh, his line of cologne, his line of ties. And anything Trumpian is now out of Macy's. They had MoveOn.org sign about 700,000 people sign on to say they, they would uh, petition or boycott Macy's until they got rid of Trump. So they gave in. Your reaction? I did see that. And really my first thought was, who knew that Donald Trump had a line of menswear? <laughs> I right? actually, he gave me his cologne. But and I smell like it? a billionaire. Is it a tie with a big T-R-U-M-P down the middle? I'm not sure. Um but, you know, then he came out with a statement right after that saying, I don't care. I didn't really like the fact that those products were manufactured in China anyway. So I, I, it's, it's of no consequence to me. And he's trying to sort of turn this around on folks by saying, I've always said that I am beholding, I'm beholden to no one. You know, I'm not one of these politicians, well, turned politician, that uh, has to worry about ticking people off because I'm independently wealthy and I'm a successful businessman. So he's trying to sort of say to the electorate, see how these people try to bully me for taking these positions, you know, these controversial positions? Yeah. You don't have to worry about me because I won't flip. I'll stand by what I believe. And lo and behold, the latest poll that just came out today at the CNN poll puts him in number two. He's in the second position right now behind like seven points behind Jeb Bush above everybody else in the field. If I was Donald Trump right now, and a lot of people are saying, Brian, what would you do if you're in Trump's position? So I'll ask myself that, and I'll go ahead and answer it. And I would do this. I would get some very respected people inside political circles, and I'd say, I have a shot at this. I'm no longer a guy that's going to go out there, cause some hay, and then endorse someone and be able to put my power behind him. I got a legitimate shot at this. So how do I go win it? Because there's a way mm-hmm. to win it. I, Megan, what is your reaction to the fact that he's polling so strong? I sense that he's even surprised by it. Well, first of all, I think Donald Trump, unlike everybody else who's running, is a true celebrity. I mean, he is. He, his name recognition, yep. I think, is it's up there with Muhammad Ali. Seriously, if you, if you look at the international polling uh, and national polling, his name recognition is huge in large part thanks to his self-promotion and also – Celebrity Apprentice and Apprentice, which have been hugely successful franchises for NBC and for Trump. So people feel like they know him. Right. And I don't think people are particularly shocked at what they're getting right now. You know, I mean, he did the whole birth certificate stuff and there was, you know, all that. And now there's this. And so it's not necessarily out of character for Donald Trump to be extremely provocative. Um, And I don't know that, you know, the electorate feels the same way about it that, the pundits feel. I think they think, all right, what did he say? He said they, that, that some killers come across the southern border, you know, boiled down. That's really what he said. Well, of course, that's true if you want to just look at pure numbers. I'm sure you could find more than one person who turned out to be a murderer who came across the southern border. 
But it was the way he said it and the context that said it that that has upset people because he, he sort of made it sound like all Mexican immigrants are criminals and killers. Um, but I think his supporters will give him the benefit of the doubt and think he was referring to sort of the first instance. And his detractors think he meant everybody and are not willing to give him any benefit of the doubt. Uh, Megan Kelly with us. She's getting set to host her show in 10 hours. And yeah, she, not she, really. <laughs> I'm not really getting set yet at all. <laughs> no, I know. I'm trying to make it seem as though you're getting set. Do you know anything I've about got, teases, Megan? I've got teams of people. Wait a minute. You're supposed to be on the show tonight. What are you? Are you getting ready? Well, listen. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Thursday, but I guess tonight is is my night. Oh, so, congratulations! We move you to the to tonight. You know, what? I'm not going to be there tomorrow night, so. I wanted all my best people to be on tonight, and that includes you. Wow. Thank you very much. I love coming on. Uh, That is uh, probably the most fun I have all week. Don't tell anybody. I love that segment. It's been so fun to see how the viewers respond so well to it because, you know, somebody once told me with my segments with O'Reilly when I go on his show, you guys have that weird chemistry. And I feel the same applies to us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to play this back later and see how I feel about it. Uh, no, I do. I think it, here's the thing we have in common. Uh, one of us, both our parents, uh, one of our parents died at the same age, and we're both right. Irish and Italian, and, right. uh, and I think we're both motivated, and I think we're in the I same business. So. So, I think we're scrappy. Neither one of us came from a lot of money, right? Uh, and we worked our butts off and got good jobs and appreciate what we have and don't think we're holier than now. It's true. Uh, however, if I was on the cover of Variety magazine, I would not be able to keep my uh, my ego in check. I would be walking around like I own the world. And you are on the cover of Variety uh, this month, and it is a great article. And it said uh, the Independent underneath. How important is that to you? For or did that mean anything to you that they wrote that underneath you? I thought that was a great headline. Um, you know, I I want my team to see that as they prepare my my research and so on. Because look, there's nothing wrong with being a Republican or being a Democrat and being a journalist. That's fine. Um, but, you know, for me, I really have said all along, I have no partisan stripes. I never have, um, which is what I think has been key to my own success in my current job, because you never have to worry about me, you know, being in the tank for one side or the other or pressing, you know, my thumb on the scale for one side. And it's been a big irritant, I'm sure, to a lot of these Republican candidates. I know some folks in the Republican Party wish I, I would toe the party line more, um, but I won't. And I think Democrats are willing to watch the show in a way they might not watch some others because they understand they, they, they're going to get honest analysis and they're not going to get somebody who's you know rooting for either side. So for me personally, that's been a successful formula. Um, but you know, you, I think you overstate my, my achievement because they told me I was going to be on the cover of Variety, and I said, oh, that's so exciting. Wow, I've never been on a cover before. And then lo and behold, as I showed you when you came on the set, there only, only a cover that I am on would get covered by another cover. So Variety sends out the magazine, and it actually, I am on the cover, but they put additional, an additional cover on top of it, which has John Hamm, who is somebody people actually want to see on a cover of the magazine. Listen, I thought that was the most bizarre thing. I didn't know exactly what you were referring to. I thought that they maybe had an insert. It is true. It's a double cover. John yeah, Hamm is on top of is on top of you. <laughs> it's, hey, no, when you say it like that, it's not so bad. Right. Um, thank you. I think it is worse I, actually. So listen, I, I had to read this. I had to read this story, Megan, to find out that you have a series of specials coming up. Correct. That's right. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go big um, next year and do sort of 
these big primetime specials, not not unlike what we saw with Barbara Walters, where we go on an in-depth look at somebody or something of, you know, peak national interest. Sort of, you know, not, not unlike what I do with the Duggars, only um, on a more frequent and sort of primetime basis and, and not necessarily as a Kelly file. So, you know, as you know, one of the great frustrations of the jobs we do is there's so little time to go in-depth on a story. Yep. So little time. As soon as you get into it, you got to wrap. There's a commercial break, and you got to move on to the next segment. So this will be an opportunity to do some more long-form journalism mm-hmm. uh, on just interesting people. I know the first one I'm kind of thrilled is going to be uh, the, the Brian Kilmeade story. So instead of giving me five minutes, I, I'm going to get the whole hour. So that's going to be Give fun. Give the people what they want is what I say. I'm <laughs> clear. There's a, there's a, America wants to know more. Could, uh, try to get my mom to talk. That'll be the hardest interview you've ever had. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, um, a couple months ago, the New York Times was doing an article on me, and um, the, the reporter, Jim Rutenberg, really wanted to speak with my nana, my 99-year-old nana. <laughs> and, you know, she, believe it or not, she's not media trained. And uh, the, what I really said, I, I, I said to myself, I should really just tell him yes, because <laughs> here's how the conversation would go. So tell us about Megan. Huh? <laughs> Who's making you grow up? I can't understand a damn word you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It would have been would have been such a classic exchange. I really shouldn't have allowed it. As long as they don't, as long as he, she didn't answer who, then we're fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, she she says, "Oh, making my love." She goes, "I tune in. I watch the top of your show because I want to see if you're okay." But I, I can't watch the show because I don't understand the damn word. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you slow down, Megan, for her. Uh, Megan Kelly, tonight at 9 o'clock, and I will be on at some point. Megan, thanks so much. I'll see you in a few hours. All right. Thanks for having me. See All you right. later. Megan. Uh, Megan Kelly uh, from the Kelly File. She'll be on. Uh, she'll be on tonight. But guess who's next? Governor Bobby Jindal. 